Hi, and welcome back to Healing Quest. I'm Roy Walkenhart. And I'm Judy Brooks. And if you're just joining us, our focus is holistic wellness, and that means the latest in natural ways to keep us all healthy. So we've talked often here about meditation, you know, and, and its benefits for our emotional fitness. But this week, we're talking about meditation as literally a, a lifesaver. Oh, it's an amazing story. It's because of what we learned about the dramatic rescue from a cave in Thailand of those 12 members of a soccer team and their coach. What happened was that after practice, they decided to explore a nearby cave. Interesting, it's known as the Great Cave of the Sleeping Lady. I think they woke her up. They woke something up, a six-mile complex of narrow passageways winding through layers of limestone. Now, its twists and turns are easy to navigate when the tunnels are dry, but very dangerous when it rains. And so while the boys and their coach were deep inside the cave, a monsoon rains hit that flooded parts of the cave and blocked their way out. And as the world knows by now, the 12 boys and their coach were rescued by an international team of specialized cave divers. Now, the boys were 11 to 17 years old and endured. Oh, my God, this is just amazing. Almost two weeks. Almost two weeks in darkness with minimal food or or fresh water. And their coach was a 25-year-old Buddhist monk from a nearby temple who rationed their food, and and he sacrificed his own food as well. But what caught our attention was that he led the boys in long periods of deep meditation to conserve their energy and, I'm sure, to just keep despair at bay. So in addition to the international rescue effort, the monk is being credited with saving the boys' lives, especially with those long periods of deep meditation. So to help us get a better understanding of the power of meditation in a situation like that, we've asked Michelle Bernhardt, our inner world guide, to join us on the phone from New York. Michelle is an author, intuitive, and spiritual teacher, and an expert on meditation. I think she's been teaching meditation for probably 30 years, since she was a kid. (laughs) (laughs) So, Michelle, thanks for joining us today. Hi. Hi, Judy. Hi, Roy. That is just such an unbelievably beautiful and inspiring story. I mean, scary and horrible, too, but really uplifting. Oh, but uplifting, yes. I wanted to ask you, because you said it, what was the name of the cave again? The Great Cave of the Sleeping Lady. Because I thought that was so interesting, and okay, and I'll tell you why. So we're talking about meditation, and meditation is very—it's very much about receiving. We kind of go into this space where we get out of our heads, we rest. Mm-hmm. There's a resting period where we connect with the inner self and the inner light. Um, but it's—it's it's where we get quiet and we stop doing, you know, and mm-hmm. we just pause in that stillness so that we can receive something. Now, in our patriarchal society, that's not really honored. No. We're we're taught to do, that in order to get something, you have to do, do, keep going. Whereas the other side, the split to that, the opposite, is to pause and let something come to you to receive, Mm -hmm. right? And that, we, we say, is more of a feminine principle, right? So in meditation, we're actually balancing both the masculine and the feminine. But... What I thought was so interesting is that the, a cave is feminine in nature. You it know? is, yes. Right? And so is the dark. Now, I want to remind right. everybody, it's not male and female. It's masculine and feminine, which we all have. Mm-hmm. Right. And so these young boys are in a very receptive place. They have to be receptive. It's quiet. I mean, it's dark. It's wet. These are all feminine things. And they're learning how to connect with their inner world, which is more feminine. You know, the outer is more masculine. You know, it's even our outer skin, like our arms, right? Mm-hmm. They're tougher, mm-hmm. whereas the inner is more a different kind of uh, 
thing, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I just thought it was fa- fascinating, even the name of the cave. <laughs> oh, it, it is fascinating. And, you know, now I know that you've been teaching meditation for years, and there are many different types of meditation out there, uh, and I would say they're all good. They all kind of get you to the same place. What would you say to people about having a meditation practice? I think it is probably one of the best things you could ever do. It's really like when you plug your, you know, when your phone, you have to plug it in at night to recharge. Mm -hmm. That's what meditating is. Meditating reminds you of who you really are. It also heals things. It's like it's one of those great times where you can meditate and your life gets fixed without you. Really, you don't have to do anything. It's just, you just have to be. If you're just joining us, I'm Judy Brooks. And I'm Roy Walkenhorst, and you're listening to Healing Quest. And we're talking with our inner world guide, Michelle Bernhardt, about the critical role that meditation played in the rescue of that soccer team and their coach from the flooded cave in Thailand. Now, you know what you said once, I remember, Michelle, that uh, praying is like talking to God and meditation is like listening. Yes. I didn't, I repeated it, a wise being said it. Okay. Well, you're a wise <laughs> being, too. I can't take credit for that. Okay. But it's very much true. It's like praying, we're talking to God, and when we meditate, we listen, we hear it. When you're meditating, all of a sudden, information comes to you. Not just information, your life can change. So, and it's, it is a practice. So it's, it's not always easy. And uh, one of the things we talk about is that you were trying to still the mind, and then as soon as you think you're supposed to not think, you think everything. So it's not like that. So there are many different ways to meditate, and whatever works for the person is great. And sometimes something works for a while, and then you change. Some people do creative visualization mm-hmm. uh, or breathing or TM. There's many different ways to meditate. But even if, even if a beginner just starts to breathe, really focusing on the breath, breathing in through the nose, like to the count of four, and then out through the mouth, through the count of five, or out through the nose. It depends on the person, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and also making sounds before you meditate can help somebody kind of relax. Oh, or sounding. Working out, like... Or working out before they meditate if they're very high strong. Uh-huh. Well, the, the other thing is I think people don't always realize that meditation can be a walking meditation. It doesn't have to be sitting and meditating. I mean, there are different kinds. I've meditated off and on for years, but I have been told that for me sometimes walking meditation would be good because I'm actually active doing something and my mind can kind of slow down a little bit. So That's, Yes, I think there are all kinds of meditations. And the biggest thing is to not judge it. Mm. And even if you're not, even if you're not having the best time, you feel like you're you're wrestling with yourself. That's still meditating. Mm-hmm. You know, we have this idea that I'm only meditating if it's fantastically wonderful, and I'm I don't <laughs> and I'm in this space. There are times where we have that, but that's grace. But the, you're still meditating. It's just like a workout. <laughs> right. There was an interesting. Uh, some interesting comments from the medical director of the Institute of Health and Healing in San Francisco, Jeff Drazen, about meditation. And he was saying, you know, one of the ways this works so good for those kids is because when you're anxious, your breath is shallow and you use muscles in your neck and you're burning calories. Well, if you, you don't have to be in more danger, but over time you feel like you're more in more danger. And meditation helps you just change all of that. He said, you know, this whole thing about sports people who say they're, they're uh, locked in because they're doing so good. He says, in a meditative state, that's where you are. You're really locked in to just being relaxed. Exactly. It's quite miraculous. It really is. I, I would encourage everybody to try it and, and to try different ways to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, that's um, what I would say. I, I, you know, I have to say, uh, 
just on a personal note, uh, recently my sister told me that she took a, took a few classes at Transcendental Meditation, the TM, and is now doing that. And in just a couple of weeks, I have to tell you, her energy has changed so much. It's like I've never seen anything have a bigger impact on somebody than her meditating for a couple of weeks. That's wonderful. It is wonderful. It's just it's just like another reminder, you know, when, when you see it for yourself firsthand, you know, if she was dealing with some things where she was anxious, and now she's she's not. I mean, it's just really kind of remarkable. Absolutely. That's great. Mm-hmm. And, and people, some pe- you know, a lot of people say you're supposed to sit, and you can sit. You can sit on the floor. You can sit with your back straight against the chair on a chair, or you can lie down. Mm-hmm. I mean, and sometimes you go through all those different processes until you find one that really helps you go into that meditation. And some people do an open-eye meditation where they're focused on an object, you know, or a candle or something. And others close their eyes and and they see things that way. So I guess one of the meanings is you don't have to be stuck in a cave to do this. Reminder (laughs) that, you know. Thank you, wife, for bringing us right back to where we really belong. (laughs) And there we are. Meditation (laughs) can can be much simpler and doesn't really need a life-threatening situation because it can be a life-changing practice if you really get into it. It really can. And, and if, you're, if anybody's having a hard day or something's really troubling them or they can't figure it out, that's also a great time to just lie down or sit down and just start meditating. Well, thank you. That's a great thought to leave our listeners with. So we're out of time. But thank you so much for joining us. And next week you'll be on the show again because we're, it'll be almost August and we'll be getting our August forecast. So yay. yay, we get to talk to you two weeks in a row. Wonderful. I like that. Thanks, Michelle. We've been speaking with our inner world guide, Michelle Bernhardt, about the role that meditation played in the rescue of that soccer team and their coach from the flooded cave in Thailand and a reminder about the role it could play in all of our lives if we just take advantage of it. It's always great to have Michelle's perspective on things. And, you know, like I said, I've known Michelle for for many years, and one of the things that she did for a long time was teach meditation. Mm -hmm. She meditates every day. And it makes a difference in her ability to be intuitive, Mm -hmm. I think. You know, I think that really enhances that. And I find... I mean, the other day I was having a day where there was just a lot of things that were kind of not going the way I wanted them to. And I just sat myself down and meditated for 20 minutes, and I felt so much better. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just kind of like a sweet uh, breeze Mm -hmm. that just kind of floats over you, and you you kind of just relax. And I know you were talking about the uh, medical director. Yeah, Jeff Drazen at, at Institute of Health and Healing in San Francisco, and we know those people. He had a great tip. If you're not a meditator, he said, well, one way to think about it, and it actually kind of echoes what Michelle was saying. He said, as you breathe into yourself, you say, receive. Mm-hmm. And as you breathe out, you say release. Those are good tips, and you know a lot of people have a mantra. Yes, and that's what takes and ways. that's what takes them back. So as soon as you find your mind wandering, you just go back to your mantra, go back to your breath, or go back to that saying. Don't forget, a podcast of this and other Healing Quest shows are available at KFBK and at HealingQuest.tv. I'm Judy Brooks, and I'm Roy Walkenhorst, and you're listening to Healing Quest on KFBK and iHeartRadio. Radio.